Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. From Channel Side Drive, where Lord Stanley Cup rests. Time kicks down the Lightning with the Stanley Cup. Travel across the bridge to St. Pete to find our American League champs. And the Tampa Bay Rays have just won the American League pennant. And get ready to fire the cannons. Blob pass toward the end zone. Gronkowski makes the catch. Touchdown Tampa Bay. What a great grab by Gronk. Because it's time for another episode of Play the Bay. Play the Bay. Hello and welcome back to Play the Bay. I am Kaylee Chikoski. I'm here with Evan and Chip. I feel like it's been a month since I've been on this podcast because yes. I was like a week and a half. But Merry Christmas. And yes. Happy, Merry happy Christmas. New Year to both of you, by the way. Let's start. I want to start with Evan's fantastic news that I just heard off, off air, off live. I am going to be a dad. Me and my wife are expecting, uh, my wife is pregnant, so we are expecting our uh, second child. So, Your third child or your second child? Second, well, Well, I have a a stepdaughter. This will be my official second daughter, or second child, whatever it is going to be, a boy or girl. Do you kick the other one to the curb, or will you have now three No, no, so this will be be child number three. Three. Okay, gotcha. Second one for me, you you know what it means. And four if you count the dog. What's up? I said four if you count the dog. Four if you count the dog. So, yeah, we uh, found out about about a week and a half ago. We're both in shock because... Obviously, we weren't really trying, and then uh, yeah, Christmas like came a little bit early, and we're like, "Holy shit, we've got we're pregnant, we're having a kid." So yeah, if all goes well, we will have uh, baby Bush uh, number three in the August September time frame of twenty twenty one. So yes, I will be a father once again. So quarantine strikes again. As as Ruth as Ruth the truth says, quarantine baby. Yes. 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 There's going to be so many of those. It's going to be like how they call them, like the baby boomers. It's going to be like the quarantine boomers. Yes. Oh, well, you can also say this too. I mean, it's, uh, you know, you have to repopulate the earth after everybody's kind of died. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's terrible, but I can't help but laugh. There's like, (laughs) I've said this before, like COVID has good and bad areas. I mean, obviously, you know, there's bad parts of COVID and now you're, but you're repopulating the earth with new babies that are being quarantined with, uh, with babiness. And then that also happens with like hurricane babies. We actually got pregnant during the hurricane a couple years ago. So Every time there's a natural disaster, any kind of pandemic, my me and my wife get pregnant. But after this, I'm wow. getting I'm getting snipped. I'm done. So yeah, snip snip. I'm done. Yeah, we're done. That's yeah. fair. I feel like three <laughs> is like a good solid number. I know I we're gonna be well. Yeah. Technically, we're gonna be a family of five. So we're family wow. of six if you count the dog. So yeah, it's it's. I do weird. count the dog. Yeah. We count the dog, so I like I, I we might have to get an SUV now. Like yeah, it's yeah, an SUV. It's yeah, it's. Time to get the uh, spaceship, drive the kids around, and you're gonna get a big minivan, dude. Bigger house, bigger s, bigger car. It's uh, it's a whole lifestyle change, man. It's yeah, but yeah, it's good though. It's good. Yeah. So we got a future broadcaster. 
future broadcast. Yeah, somebody in there, right? Yeah, I, I can't wait because, A, the Lightning are going to have fans in. Hopefully, yeah. the Reds will have fans. I can take my daughter, who's two and a half. She, she's starting to like sports. She says, go Rays all the time when there's football on. And she says, go Bucks when there's hockey highlights. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm teaching her well. So, yeah. Good. It'll yeah, it'll be great. Yeah, it's all good. That's Chip, how was your Christmas and holidays? God, Christmas was great. I obviously uh, had a long opportunity to – uh, stay with my family earlier in the year, obviously, uh, and, and kind of see them. So I didn't make the trip back to Atlanta, but, um, had a great time down here with some of my, uh, my good friends and, you know, did the tree, the gift giving and, uh, ready for this next week, New Year's Eve. I mean, it's going to be 80 degrees down here. So I have a friend who's heating a pool and getting the rum ready and cigars and, uh, <laughs> kind of walk around and, you know, have a good time in Ybor city and bring in the the new year. So me, yeah, me and Chip, good. Chip and I did some golfing today. I officially wow. stayed at golf. So yeah, it's uh it was nice today. Go out, smoke some cigars, some cigars and drink some some booze and hit some balls around. So it was nice. I was Kate, saying, how was your Christmas? You had yeah, you, tell you us special trip to the New Orleans uh Saints and the Saints and the Chiefs. Chiefs. I mean, a mega, a mega yeah. How was how was that? Yeah, that was really fun. Um, so that was my first time in mercedes-benz superdome so like i am trying to hit all of the nfl stadiums you know in a reasonable amount of time during my life but that was my first time in the superdome so that was pretty cool i've been in new orleans but that was more of like a it was like a quick trip but it was more of like on the local side as opposed to like the touristy like french quarter and like all the places that i've kind of been like bourbon street and all that so it was good. Um, I will say, like, seeing Patrick Mahomes play in person is an entirely different experience. Like, it's something – it's so different to watch on TV because I often feel like we forget. He does things that, like, every week that, like, other quarterbacks would have, like, on their, like, career highlights. So, like, it's easy <laughs> to forget that, like, he's so good and so insane. And so to yeah. see him, like, live, um, that was really fun. But other than that, like, Christmas was good. I was up – in Jacksonville and then in South Georgia and it was like 20 degrees so I was like bundled up by a fire every day with like my gloves on and things so I'm I'm happy to like be in Tampa for New Year's so I don't was an experience like having a new face regimen like you have for face cream as if you can go to geology.com and use your 30% off with the code caffeine when you go on there was it like that ah. yeah it was kind of like that not <laughs> as good not as good as that, but um, close, close. Hey, we got to plug our sponsors on this. We show. do, we do we have, have to plug our sponsors. We have to. I, I feel like it's been a minute because we haven't had a show in almost two weeks, and now, yeah, you know, we have a show. We have a jam-packed show. So much is going on in the in the world of Tampa Bay sports. The Rays sure. have made something. Made some happen. trades. Made some trades, and the Bucks ushered some folks out. out. Yeah, mm-hmm. so yeah, we'll definitely get into that when our, our guest who is from the Pat and Aaron show, Pat Donovan, is going to join us at 815. So yeah, it's uh, we got a jam-packed show, man. I can't exciting. Can't wait to talk about this stuff. Now Tampa, first time, Tampa Bucks, first time in the playoffs for was it 13 it's, years? It's been a minute. <laughs> was it 2007, I think? Uh, 2007, 2008, so it's been a long time. Yeah. So it's been in the playoffs. So a long time. But hey, what we talked about on the show or what I wanted to see was a dominant performance and look what we got. We got the we got the bell ringing Tom Brady slap your mama down. Mike Evans huge game. I mean, we Against got the everything Detroit we wanted. Lions. 
<laughs> With no coaches. No yeah. coaches and the Detroit Lions. You guys are not excited about this. No, I, I'm glad, Kaylee, you and I can kind of agree. Like, what? it's against the Lions. Like, well, buddy, I mean, there's been other bad teams. The Falcons. I mean, there's other bad ones. They they have no issue beating bad teams. Like, I'll say that. Like, their entire I mean, schedule uh, is a, is a storyline of like they. Other than like the Bears. And, like, are the Bears really, like, bad, bad? I don't know. Like, I think it's still up in the air every week. But, like, they usually beat the teams they're supposed to beat and lose against good teams. But not in not in such a, a huge fashion. Not in such a dominant form. Right. Usually yeah, but- they leave people hanging around. I, I I watched this game and it was it was fun. It was fun to watch. You know they 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 came out fast, which they, yes, they needed to which do. It's a rarity. Which yeah, which hasn't really happened all season long. They they dominated in the first half. You know you bring you bring in Blaine Gabbard in the second half. He throws a, a laser to rot to, to to Gronk, which is fine. It's all pop and circumstance, but like it's against the Lions. Like don't don't. Give me a hoopla. Oh, we're going to the playoffs. We clinched it because you beat the Lions. Congratulations. You beat a terrible team who has no coach. Matthew Stafford went out in the first quarter with an ankle injury. Like, don't don't give me that. And I said this over the weekend, too, on, on Sports Caffeine on Sunday. Like, you should be doing this all season long. And we've talked about this before on this podcast many times. It's a roller coaster with this team. Like, you know, they've they've kind of struggled against teams that have been that are kind of crappy. Like the Giants is a crappy team. They struggled against them. Like the Bears obviously are, are are in line to make the playoffs. But when it comes to like teams that are good, they are they they don't do great against. And like if you're gonna play play like this against teams like the Packers, which you're gonna have to face probably in the playoffs, or the Saints, or the Seattle Seahawks, teams that you're gonna have to face. Like I would be more happy if they ended the season playing good teams than bad teams. Like I would be more happy about them beating like ter- like good teams that you're gonna have to face against in the playoffs and terrible teams that you're never gonna have to play against. All right, wait a minute. So let me let me tell you this. Okay, you know how great college football teams look at this comment. Their- it must must be James handling our Facebook. Uh, right I was now. gonna say, yeah, yeah, he finds negatives in a win. So do you know when when you know Alabama plays DeVry School for the Blind in the first week of the college football <laughs> season? <laughs> and they, yes. and they win nine hundred and seven to two. You know what that does? That builds More. your mo. That gives you the momentum you need to become a team, take another step, get going in the right direction. And I feel like the Lions, granted, they are awful. Gave the Bucks that one little jolt of energy, that one little espresso shot when you first wake up in the morning, when you start to find out. What in the world you went through last night to get your day going? This is what this was, folks. So find the positive in that, please. Please. I I, I find the positives in they beat a, a crappy team and they look the most complete that they have been in the past couple of weeks, but it was against yeah. a terrible team. Um, Kaylee, if – Listen, I know you're not a Bucks fan, but you know you're you're a Jags I'm a fan. Bucks, I'm a Bucks supporter. You're a yes, Bucks supporter. Is. You know, like you, you and I are on the same page of this. It's like, okay, you beat the Lions, but like, how are you going to do against teams like this in the playoffs? You have the Falcons for one more. Obviously, you're probably going to end the season eleven to five. You may have the fifth spot. You probably may have to play Washington, which is fine. You have to play Washington in the first round. That's a good matchup because you could probably beat that team. But let, like, let's go forward when you have to play teams that are better than you, and because yeah. there's a there's a, a bunch of teams better than you. Like, how are you going to face against them? Like, 
if I was the Bucks, I would take this as okay. This is the template of what we need to do against these teams in the playoffs because it's it's great. You you pounded the, the Detroit Lions, but anybody can do that except for five teams this year. Like yeah, it's it's oh. nothing special, honestly. Right, and that's the thing too is I think like you look at. The only like really dominant, and I might be mistaken, but I feel like the only really dominant performance against a team that's really a contender in the conversation for a late Super Bowl run or, or you know, anything in the playoffs really was Green Bay. And I, I honestly do not see that happening again. Like, I don't, just based on where Green Bay is now, what they've shown throughout the season, Aaron Rodgers obviously making a pretty convincing argument for the MV- MVP this year. Um, I can't imagine that they get away with that against Green Bay, especially in a playoff situation, um, as opposed to like an early season, just fluke of a game for Aaron Rodgers and the Packers. But I, I don't know. I just feel like as sports fans and as football fans, we're very lucky because I do feel like this playoff pool is one of the more fun that we've seen in, in you know, the uh, recent years, um, in my opinion. But we're going to get good matchups, but I just don't know how long they last in the playoff conversation with a super deep NFC. I mean, I feel like the AFC is also deep. Obviously you've got all those teams heading in there with double digit wins, but, but both sides are really deep. Like you have really good teams that any day, especially in a playoff conversation could really come in and just kind of wreck everything for the Buccaneers. Given what we've seen, I'm not super convinced. What I will be convinced by is if they can really put up decent, margins of victory against the Falcons next week because you look at what they were kind I mean they beat the Falcons but not by much right like that game was not as clean as it should have been given where the Falcons are and if they go in next week and adjust and and beat the crap out of the Falcons then I'm convinced but I I don't know like if they struggle against the Falcons or the Falcons can pull out a win next week like yeah they're going to the playoffs but I don't know how long they'll last I'm not convinced I'm still if they go in and beat the Falcons, that's great. Like the Falcons are another crappy team. No offense, Chip. I know Falcons are your team, but you've come you come to the week, and I've still I know, never I, I, better you, than you, I. I realization at the Bucks okay. that like the Falcons are a terrible terrible <laughs> team. But like, even if they beat the Falcons next week, which you know, if they if they you know they go into that game plan where okay we go by a lot, we're probably going to sit Brady. We're probably going to sit a lot of the starters. Okay. You beat the Falcons with all your second tier guys. Congratulations. Congratulations. You beat the Falcons. Okay. You're 11 and five. And then, okay. Now it's, it's playoff time, but like, it's not convincing to me. Like I said before, like I want, I want them to beat a good team, like heading into the playoffs. I don't want them to I, I, like, it's fine. That like they're they're gonna coast into the playoffs eleven and five. That's all good and all. But like like Kaylee, like you said before, like the Packers when they play them, it was probably like a fluke game for for Green Bay. Green Bay now is a totally different team, I think, since since when the Bucks play them and 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 Aaron Rodgers is playing out of his mind. So if if I'm the Bucks playing Green Bay now. I, I may be a little bit nervous going to that matchup if they have to play them in the playoffs. I wouldn't well, you don't I, have to because they have the first I, round by, so you're I, fine. I know but, exactly. I mean, you said you want a good football team. Well, they just beat the Lions 47 to 7. So they're trending up and they're making the right kind of they're gaining momentum at the right time of the year. Now, Tampa Bay to us, I think to all of us, has been a team without an identity. Well, I think they're starting over the past couple of weeks, you're starting to see some continuity. You're starting to see the offense get moving. You're starting to see some trends, which we haven't seen anything like that most of the year. So while I'm not saying 
let's raise the banner, holy crap, greatest team in the world. But you take positive plays and victories and you go one week at a time and you build on those performances. You take the positives and you replicate and repeat. It's like washer and dryer, baby. Rinse, wash, repeat, dry, take them out. So Are you doing with that with the whole washing board where you're, you know, the Yeah, the washing board, I you soap and you plunge and you scrub. <laughs> you plunge and you scrub. So well, we've got we've got our guest in the in the green room who's enjoying it right now. I can I can see him uh, drinking his IPA in one of his glasses. So let's bring on Pat. Uh he is one of the hosts of the Pat and Aaron show, which you can uh check out on, on WDAE 620 95.3 in the Tampa Bay. Please welcome to the show, Pat Donovan. Pat, what's going on, buddy? Hey Pat. Hey guys. Can you tell I don't do a lot of video? I'm just like chilling in bed. <laughs> it's all good, man. <laughs> I love like, it. I'm jealous. <laughs> I've got one of mine too. We talked about this, man, with great IPAs and everything. So uh, a lot has happened with the Tampa Bay Rays this past couple of days. I know you're one of the outspoken guys about this franchise. I, I wanted to to hear from you first what your initial reaction was with the trade of Blake Snell to the Padres for a, a boatload of prospects, what was your thoughts? Yeah, I, I think I feel like a lot of Rays fans, you know what I mean? Like, when it comes down to it, you know this is how the team operates. But when you were just on the doorstep of a championship, when you feel like you, as a fan, can watch this team kind of run it back, maybe even be a little bit better, a, a full season of Randy Arozarena, obviously – He's not going to be the guy he was in the playoffs. Nobody can be. But even if he's really good, how many times could they have used a really good bat in the lineup? You just you feel like they could have done a good job of bringing this team back for another season and having another shot at a World Series. And even though in the long run this might be a good thing, today as a, as a Rays fan, it's frustrating. Yeah. I know uh, Eric Neander talked to Topper today about, you know, this was a step back for the rotation and the team. And obviously this could be maybe a step back for the team going forward, but they they're saying 21, 2021 could be another run for the championship. Do you agree with that? Do you think even though this is a step back for the rotation with now Morton's gone, Snell's gone and pretty much you have left is glass. Now you've got coming in Michael Walker, possibly Patino, and then you've got Sugar Shane McClanahan. You also have maybe Brent Honeywell and, and Ryan Yarborough. Do you think this is a step back for the team as a whole, not just the rotation? Do you think they can make another run with this team, or, or is this kind of we're maybe in the first step of a rebuild for a one or two years, and then they're going to get back to the playoff run again? I think it's likely that, right? But – while I can't imagine how this is a World Series team without a Blake Snell and without a Charlie Morton, I also sat in our studio and talked about how I could never imagine the opener working. I could never imagine the Rays doing a lot of things they've done. So while it's hard to imagine them being World Series contenders in 2021, I'm not going to write them off. I'm not going to just assume that they can't be because time and time again, this team has done what many of us thought they couldn't. I called the opener ridiculous. I called it ridiculous. I ripped them. I'm like, this is stupid. And now you see it adopted across the league. I, I yeah. always liked the opener. I mean, I know they traded uh, Jose Alvarado today uh, over in a three-team three trade. They've got a a first baseman prospect back from the Dodgers as well. It's, it seems like the Rays are almost – pressing the reset button for a lot of the areas that they had before for this world series run. And I wanted to ask you too, I mean, listen, there's a lot of conspiracy theories out there that, you know, Stu is 
is really just you know taking the money in. Doesn't really care about the fan base, which obviously we've we've seen from from time and time again. He really doesn't because he doesn't want to invest in a new stadium. You know this this payroll that he has could could be blown up to even bigger than what it is. Doesn't want to oh, do yeah. it, but this could this could be blamed on both sides. I mean, not a lot of fans go to the to the games. You know, we see on an average maybe ten thousand fans go on a, on a daily basis. Weekends are good only if like the Red Sox, the Yankees, premier teams. Yeah, premier teams are there. So you know, I I I love, dude. Listen, I love going on Twitter and I love seeing race fans just complain and complain and complain because it's almost comical. It's like you should know by now this is how businesses run with the race ever since Stu and the ownership group took over long time ago they have homegrown talent once they get too big it's time to go and then you get a lot back now obviously some of the trades work out some of them don't now when it comes to a Blake Snell I I'm not I'm I'm okay with this I'm fine with this because he's had really only one solid good year and that was the Cy Young year and then other than that it's been mediocre at best so if you're a race fan if you're a mediocre? true i would yeah i'm saying mediocre I like it's mediocre I, i'm saying chip i'm saying mediocre at best because other than the at Cy Young, wow. at, at best I mean, other, that- other other than that it's been injury ridden with him he's been up and down he's probably i think he's had a sub four era look he was great in the That's- playoffs he's been great in the playoffs but that's it. I, I'm I'm okay with this. If you can get as much as you could with him being at the top of his game right now, I'm okay with being him being traded. And honestly, I would rather see him go because he's been kind of a cancer in the in the clubhouse. Look, the the slap dick comments because of the trade with with Tommy Pham. Tommy Pham didn't pan out in San Diego. He got hurt. He had he was out for the whole season. So I, I think this was good. I think it was good for both parties to part ways. They got a lot back for him. I hope he does well in San Diego. But honestly, I I just a lot of a lot of fans need to maybe pump the brakes. This is the same reaction that they had with Evan Longoria. Evan Longoria was gone. They traded everyone was up in arms. Obviously, that trade didn't work out, but there's been more than enough trades that worked out in their favor. The Chris Archer trade, that's a King's ransom. And well, now you're talking and now that's you're talking about. A, I hope they find that again. But that's like once in a generation. And now you're talking about. Back, having, I think. And now you're bringing talking about bringing back Chris Archer, which you don't even need. So, to to me, it's it's if you're a Rays fan, relax. Pump the brakes. I know you're sad, but this is business as usual. I know you have bought jerseys all day at the fan fan store. You've you spent a lot of money. It's almost like what JJ Watt said over the weekend with the Houston Texans fans. Like, you know, we have fans that invest, but like this for a small market team, this is what you have to expect from them and ownership. I agree. Yeah, I think the team yeah. that people have is that again, it came right after a World Series birth and at a time where they feel like they could have another one. And, and I'm going to disagree with you a little bit on the cancer comment. Um, while I don't necessarily find Blake Snell all that likable as a 43-year-old dude who doesn't twitch and thinks he kind of <laughs> sounds like a young moron when he speaks, I'm just like, dude, what, like, I, I don't find the kid likable at all. But I know his teammates like him. And, and I think sometimes we take guys that we don't necessarily like their personality or we don't necessarily like who they are, and, and we call them cancers when in actuality – they're very liked in their in you know in, in the locker room. So I don't want to I don't want to call him a cancer. Pat Pat, I only, I only call a, him a, a I only, Pat, I only call him a cancer because 
for some reason, he blocked me on Twitter. That's the only, that's the only reason why I, I call him a cancer is he blocked me on Twitter. I don't know what I said. And this was like a year and a half ago. I went to go tweet out to him, and all of a sudden, I'm blocked. So I don't know why. I don't know what I said. But apparently, it was, it was that bad for Blake Snell to block me. So that's why I see he's a cancer. That's so. funny. Did Kiermaier well, block you? Because he blocked everyone. <laughs> I wanted to ask you a question, Pat, just real quick. I'm sorry, Kaylee. Uh, Mike Zanino, I thought, left a lot to be desired, obviously. And I know in the trade, we got back two catchers. So Blake Hunt and Francisco, I think it's Magia, or I could be saying that wrong. Mejia. Um, Mejia, excuse me. Do you know a lot about these two guys? I know this trade just happened. I haven't really dug in deep and, and taken a look at these guys, but are can either of these guys work in tandem with Zanino or, or perhaps – uh, maybe take over that spot. Do you think Zanino is, needs to, you know, feel threatened on his job, or what do you think? I think Zanino always should feel threatened because he's yes. not that good. I um, agree. When it comes to these prospects, I, I told Evan when he reached out to me, like we we had Steve Carney on yesterday to talk about who these kids were because I I don't know these slapdick prospects. As, as <laughs> I don't like, either. Know <laughs> them. Um, you know, I, I've heard a little bit about Patina, but not not a whole lot. Not a whole okay. lot. Good. Well, I, I think that's a spot, obviously, the Rays need to fill. And I think somebody else, obviously, besides Mike Zanino, uh, needs to be in there. So I'm looking forward to seeing those guys in spring training. Pat, looking ahead to 2021, I know they're probably – they got a lot of money back from the from what they're not having to pay Blake Snell. Kevin Kiermeyer is also on the block, too. He may be traded, maybe not. You know, do you see them possibly going out and, and luring some guys in for one or two year contracts with the money they have? Okay, that's I, what I mean. Listen, they'll bring in someone. Right? Okay, I'm not saying they won't do anything, but I, I and I've said this before the trade started happening. I had a feeling this was going to be that off season because of the COVID crap, because of you know the fact that they like everyone else lost money last year. Yep. Um, every business has been hit hard, and we've seen them all make cuts and. The Rays aren't exactly a team that typically added a lot of payroll, even in a normal year. So while they'll sign some pieces, they'll bring a couple of guys in. I'd be very, very surprised if it's a player that any one of the four of us look at that trade and go, oh, yeah, I can't believe he's coming to be a Red. No, no, no. They'll get some guys, and they'll be guys we're not super excited about, in my opinion. Okay. I, I just – it's – to me, it almost – I wouldn't say you're waving the white flag for 2021, but when you have your your two frontline starters, Morton go, he goes for the same money he did over to Atlanta. Congratulations, Chip. Your Braves have Charlie Morton now. <laughs> you're welcome, by the way. And then Blake Snell is in a trade over to the San Diego Padres. Like your your two frontline guys in your rotation, which the Rays are known for throughout baseball is pitching like they they're never known for offense 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 is all pitching 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 now it's like you go into 2021 is their whole rotation there's no identity there like there is no I mean glass now could be the clear number one but is he going to be is he going to step up to be that number one guy because now the rest of the guys that you brought you brought in and your, your rotation is okay where are we going to put these guys who's going to be the number two who's going to who's going to be the number three is this for ownership, is Eric Neander and Stu, even Kevin Cash, are, are they are they set up to say, okay, we've made all these trades, we're making all these moves going into 2021, we're built for a championship season, or are we just going to be saying, okay, we made the run this past year, we made it to the World Series, are we just going to reset and then maybe give it a one or two years and then we'll, we'll try and make a run in another couple of years or so? 
I think that's probably the mindset. And, and it may not be a wrong mindset. Again, it's frustrating as a fan. Right. You want to win, and you want to win right now. But when you think about who Wander Franco is, as much as I've been cla- – I was clamoring for Wander last year. I'm like, give me Wander Franco. I need to see my new toy, the shiny new little toy. Put him under the tree. I need to see him. It's just like they, they don't come up as fast as we want them to. He's still a year away, right? At least probably a year away before he's a major part of this baseball team. And he's the best prospect in all of baseball by everyone's account who's been able to lay eyeballs on him. I haven't. But, you know, when you, when you talk to the guys that have, they're like, this kid is something special. And when you think about him, you think about a Rosa Reina, again, just breaking into the league. If you can pair those guys together as a couple of really special players in a couple of years, and then some of these younger pitchers and stuff come together, you could have a team that's, you know, not just exciting and in the mix and maybe a World Series contender, but maybe a team that people are talking about is all on favorites to win the World Series in a few years. I think that, and this is not, and El Bush, I want to get what he said. It's not waving the, it's not waving the white flag. I think this is business. This is the way a small market team does things and they shift talent when they can get peak value for prospects that come back and impact players in the next two or three years. And it's it's more cyclical. They take what they get and they keep building their farm system and keep doing that. So well, it's not white I, flag. I wouldn't say waving the white flag, Chip. I, I mean, you look at the, the AL East, okay? You've got the Blue Jays who have gotten relatively better. Like the, younger. the Blue Jays, better younger, younger yeah. better. They could definitely compete next year. Yankees are the Yankees. They've got. So I don't much think the Blue Jays have the pitching. Yeah, uh, you I got the younger team, and their farm system's getting better, and they have some young talent, so you, they're you moving got, in the right direction. You, you've got yeah. the Yankees, which are the Yankees. They buy players all day. They don't have a farm system whatsoever. The the Yankees are going to be in play no matter what. The Red Sox are a question mark because of all the guys they've signed, let go, and then the Orioles. You could just you know, the Orioles are the, the back end of the, the AL East. So, you know, going into 2021, are the Rays still in the mix for this, this you know, defending their AL East crown, or are they just going to be maybe in the mix with the Yankees, the Blue Jays, and themselves? I, I think, still they, think they are. Surprise us, but I don't think that they're a team that I would call a favorite after okay. losing the pitching they have. But again, okay. they, they continually for 20 years have done – uh, not 20, but for 10, 15 years, I've done everything I said they couldn't. Uh, I remember 08. I was so excited about the 08 team. And I started that season, and I was at the first radio station I worked at then. I was doing a show just about Rays baseball. And I thought I was, man, I thought I was, like, super optimistic. I went on the air and was like, you watch. This team in a couple of years is going to be fighting for a playoff spot. And, of course, that October, they were in the World Series. <laughs> <laughs> Let's let's transition over to the Bucks. The Bucks have made the playoffs the first time in 13 years. Um, you know, they beat the Detroit Lions. Uh, myself and Kaylee are both like, great, you beat a team that's that's terrible and shitty. Good job, good for you. What's your outlook on the Bucks? By the way, in a shitty situation, too, when you think about <laughs> yeah, everything they did last week, not having any of their coaches, guys calling plays for the first time. <laughs> it wasn't just a bad football team, it was a bad football team in a bad situation. Go, I'm an optimist, obviously. That's what go, I am. Going forward into the playoffs, what's your outlook on on the Buccaneers? Do you think they're gonna? Obviously, they they they're probably gonna play the Washington football team in the first round. But after that, you know, what's what's your outlook? Are they are they poised to make a Super Bowl run, or do you think they might just stumble and and maybe lose in round two? Listen, it's, it, I look be at real. Come NFC on, Matt, be real with me now. Come on, be real with me. Come on. I, I look at the I look at the NFC is wide open. 
Um, okay. The Saints have completely outcoached the Bucs twice this year. Um, they controlled the pace of play in week one, and they dominated the second game. But we just don't know if Drew Brees is going to be Drew Brees. And as good as Seattle is offensively, their defense is not very good. Green Bay, we saw what happened the first time these two teams met up. And do I think it'll be 38 to 10 again? No. But do I think the Bucs have a shot in Lambeau Field? I do. Listen, am I picking the Bucs to go to and win the Super Bowl? I didn't before the year, and I won't now. Do I think they've got a shot? I really do. They've still got to put it together. They've got to show me that they can start quickly against somebody other than the Detroit Lions. But <laughs> it's awful tough to count Tom Brady out this time of year. And when you see some of the other things that they have, if they use guys correctly, if they don't get out coached, if they let Devin White be Devin White, right? Just let him go, like let him go nuts and fall to the wall. This team's dangerous, man. They've they've got a ways to go. They're not consistent enough, but they're dangerous. Wouldn't you be concerned about the secondary, though? We've seen how the Bucks secondary has struggled against elite wide receivers. We've seen that time and time again this past year. It's like a roller coaster with that defense. I mean, where you're going deep into the playoffs when you have to face guys like Devontae Adams, you have to face guys like maybe DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, um, Michael Thomas, guys like that. Do you think the Bucks secondary is going to be ready for that again, or, or, or do you think they're going to stumble? So here's something Trevor Sikama used to say last year on the Insiders all the time. He's a Carolina Panther guy NFL. now. You can't, you, can't, you can't trust anything Sikama says anymore. Come on. <laughs> in, in today's NFL, you just – there are no more dominant defenses. There just aren't. What you are, if you're a good defense, is a team that kind of bends but don't break, and then you create turnovers. You create big plays. And that's what this team needs to be able to do. I, I'm tired of zone defense. I'm tired of laying off and just seeing how – I want to see aggressive defense. If they're going to win, it's going to be because they're aggressive. It's going to be because they're sending blitzes. And listen, are they going to give up big plays? You bet your ass they're going to give up big plays because it happens, and especially when you have a young secondary, it happens a lot. But if you can be opportunistic, if you can create turnovers, and you are aggressive and don't give quarterbacks all day to hang back there and pick those young kids apart, yeah, I think they can hang with just about any offense in the league. They've just got to do it the right way. We saw what Tyree Kill did to them in the first half. But smoked. Don't the half. Smoked. Smoke. Yeah. Smoked. Bro. <laughs> That's what Tyree killed it. Yeah. Smoked. <laughs> so I, I have a question because I feel like you all are – like you're kind of like blowing by the first round of the playoffs, just assuming <laughs> – just assuming, like, oh, here, here we go. Like, we're playing Washington. But, but you look at, like, so obviously Washington's leading that division. That could change yeah. if they lose. Obviously, the Cowboys or the Giants could come into control. It's the NFC East. So who knows? But, you know, they struggled against the Giants. Washington has really, you know, made good teams kind of pay for their mistakes this season. So if you're going to kind of look at this first matchup, who are you more – wanting to face like if you have to choose as the Buccaneers knowing what your weaknesses are knowing what your inconsistencies are are you wanting to face the Washington football team given their you know change up at quarterback but they still have a pretty good defense or are you wanting to face the Cowboys who you know as the case of Dak Prescott going down them having some struggles they're kind of finding their groove on offense a little bit more so what would be the ideal matchup in the first round because we saw them struggle against the Giants. I'm not as easily going to write off the first round of the playoffs for this team. 
We'll let Pat go first. Let Pat I won't go. write it off because any given Sunday is, is real life. You know, it's why I love NFL football. You know, a lot of people in the area like college football more. As much as I love college football, I can't wrap my head around that thinking, right? Because Notre Dame's a 20-point underdog in the playoffs. Even with a team with a damn losing record in the playoffs. But guess what? If I can face a team with a losing record in the playoffs, yeah, it's probably my preference. I'm going to go with that mm-hmm. one. That said, I don't have a problem being battle-tested either because sometimes it's the teams. Remember the Arizona Cardinals when they landed here at Super Bowl 43? I picked, and a lot of people picked, against that team in every single round of the playoffs. But because they were battle-tested, they just kept getting better, and they just kept winning until they got here to Tampa Bay in the Super Bowl. So sometimes it's a team that you just don't expect, and it's about getting hot at the right time. I think this Buccaneer team can do it. But, yes, anytime I have a chance to play a team with a losing record in the playoffs, I'm absolutely – I don't care if it's the Giants, if it's the Cowboys, or if it's the uh, Washington football team as apparently they're calling themselves maybe even into next year, which I, yep. I, I don't know. I'm taking the losing team any chance I get, but I also don't mind being battle-tested if they have to go somewhere like Seattle instead. I swear to God, if I have to talk about the Cowboys in this Give me the Washington team without I'll Alex lose my Smith. goddamn mind if we have to talk well, about the Cowboys. Don't, don't lose your mind, dude. No, give me – without Alex Smith, they've shown the inability to move the football. Dwayne Haskins obviously got released, so he's not there anymore. Um, I forgot the name of the guy who came in behind him, though. That's the point, right? Because I don't exactly. think anybody so, – Kyle me, Allen, I think it was. Kyle. No, no. no. Dwayne Haskins is no longer there. He's he's, uh, he's whole other yeah, Dwayne Haskins is uh, looking for a job and and probably being a bouncer at a strip club right now. So probably. Oh, so yeah, give me that. Work. Give me that. Give me the Washington football team. I'll take that one. <laughs> I, I I Evan, you're just gonna say you do not want to say Cowboys. Yeah, he doesn't want to say. I anything. don't want to know. Look, look, I've got my big storm, Hurricane Hunter. There you go. Thank you. There you go. Uh, big storm. I I look at this Bucks team as almost complete. Because they're almost complete on offense, they're gonna get Rojo back. That's that's fantastic. I mean, yes, uh, Kaylee, your boy Leonard Fournette did pretty well filling in. You know, he's good for one or two games a season. Yeah, he's good. He's good. He's and, good. I just he's nine for thirty four. What about just, oh, He was fantastic. On I, I just, I just look at the defense, and I'm still not 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 the front seven. Front seven is phenomenal. It's just like. The secondary is just, you know, we're going to get deep into the playoffs. And if, if you're the Bucks team, and I know this is where Tom Brady shines. This is this is Tom Brady. This is Tom Brady country. This is TB where Tom Brady. This is what yeah, you bring him over this for. Is, this is TB time. This is where yeah. TB shines. You know what, though, Evan? Don't be shocked. I'm Don't not. Don't be shocked if this turns into when Carlton Davis shines, too. I think mm-hmm. that kid's a competitor, yeah. and he makes plays, and I think he'll get in front of one. And same thing with Antoine Winfield Jr. You know, we talk about how sometimes just how great that backhand is, and they give up big yeah. plays. That kid I, has been ridiculous for a rookie safety. I, I I put him up in the upper echelon of rookies for the rookie of the year crown. And I look, listen, I this is the time where you're going into the playoffs, and this is where teams and your 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 guys. This is the time to shine. This is where guys have their coming out parties when it comes to being the elite players that they're supposed to be. I just hope that when you get into the trenches of the playoffs, that 
where you struggled before in the regular season against teams that are good, that you step up your game, and that's where you shine. Because when you're facing teams that have elite wide receivers, and when you face them before or you haven't faced them at all, this, you know this is the time to shine because you've got teams that are going in with elite wide receivers that you're getting burnt. You're getting burnt constantly, and it's like almost – you know, how do we fix this? And, you know, it, it almost came up to week 14 where the Bucks fixed everything where you should have been fixing it at week five or even before that at week four. And like they said, that, oh, yeah, we we, we fixed this stuff. We, we fixed all this stuff. But like you haven't. It's like we've talked about it on this show constantly. It's like a up and down, you know, roller coaster with this team because they haven't found their identity, either it be like the offense or the defensive side. It's like. Who are we getting each week with the Buccaneers team? So it's like, you know, when they go into this weekend against the Falcons, this is a game they should win. I mean, this is obviously a game they should win. They'll be 11 and five. And they roll into the playoffs. Okay. When you go in the first round, what's the team? What team are we getting going into the first round of the playoffs? That's what I want to know. I don't want to have to question that. I want to, I want to go into the playoffs knowing, okay, I've got a complete Bucks team. I'm going to face this first-round opponent. We're going to take later. business. End of the regular season, that's happened all year. I, I know that. I know that. going to be a solid team. We're going to have to guess. I know that. But what I want to know is, okay, we're rolling into the first round of the playoffs. I don't want to question that. I want to say we are Too a complete late. team, we're and this, this is how we're going to win. I, I know that. You know you sound like, right? I, Tell you them, sound man. like fans of just about – Every team in the NFL. Exactly. <laughs> Look at the Kansas City Chiefs who have lost one single game this season, but they've been a lot more inconsistent than we're used to, right? I mean, yep. they, they snuck out some games against teams they should have beaten. They lost to the Raiders. We've seen the Green Bay Packers come in here and, and, and take a dump at Raymond James Stadium. And that's yep. why I said I think the NFC is wide open and the league is kind of wide open because there's nobody who's really set themselves aside as just too good for everyone else. And a lot of years, there's somebody that you look at and go, I don't know if they can be beat. And there's not one team in the league that I look at and say that about right now. And that's why when you have a quarterback like Tom Brady, and you know, hopefully you can put things together, they've got to become more consistent. You're 100% right about that. They can't start slowly every freaking week. They just can't do it. But you sound like, honestly, you sound like fans of every team in the league because nobody right now is playing for consistent football. And I think I hate to make excuses, but I think it's league-wide because of the whole fact that we didn't have an offseason. No no OTAs, no mini camps. Training camp was shorter than it usually is. It's just it's a weird year. And because of that, there's a lot of inconsistency. Let me Don't let me playoffs and everybody get weird. Let's get weird. <laughs> Make it happen, you know? Yeah, let me ask you, clear cut, what do you think? Who is coming out of the NFC? Who's coming out of the AFC to play in Tampa for the Super Bowl? I mean, I think it's the Chiefs. I think they just find a way. And Pat Mahomes is about as special as any player I've ever seen in this league. I mean, and, and I, he's a guy that I specifically remember when the NFL draft happened. I was like, eh, he's fine. I'm sure he'll be a nice little player. Yeah, he's a nice little player, all right. He's the best damn player I've ever seen. Um, and then when it comes to the NFC, I really do think it's wide open. If I had to guess, Sean Payton's going to find a way because that team is ridiculously good on defense. And unless Drew Brees is just a shell of himself, they're just tough to stop. And as much any, as I said earlier, like of, I, I want to believe that that Bruce Arians can outcoach Sean Payton, but we sure as hell haven't seen it. Any chance of Jameis Winston starting for the Saints? 
postseason start. A real Nick I had to say it. Come on. Come I on. still love him. I do love Jameis. Listen, I nothing against Jameis. I, I've been a fan of his since after two days. I mean, you're, this is the silly category Jameis, but he just <laughs> on him every single week. Nothing against Jameis. Nothing against Jameis. I've been a fan of This is of where Jameis. we would like run back all the clips of you just talking shit. This is where we should have Thank that you. package already built so we can run it back. Where's the mute? Where's the mute button for you? <laughs> yeah, okay, there we go. Okay. <laughs> no, I just said that because it's funny, because you know, Jameis is Jameis. We all love Jameis. Kind of a little bit, but okay. All right. I like those predictions. All right, Saints, Chiefs. So Saints and Chiefs, you got for the Super Bowl, Pat. Yeah, but again, there's not a team I look at and feel like they can't be beat. You know, I think this thing's wide open. I really do in both in both conferences. Okay. This is why we tune in every Sunday, like we said, dude. Any given Sunday, baby. Yeah. (laughs) I like it. Okay. Well, Pat, I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, you know, we look forward to Hearing your rants and raves on the Pat and, and Aaron show every uh, every single day on the on six twenty WDAE and ninety five point three uh, FM. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Appreciate it. Thanks, Thanks guys. Wait, I gotta before you leave. What IPA are you drinking? Uh, Copper Tail right now for your IPA. Well, see, I, I endorse Copper Tail on the radio. So I, don't want to get I know you do. You do constantly. It's almost annoying. Come on, <laughs> it's my job. It's I, my know job. I know you. I know. Listen, I have a, I have a, I have a couple unholies, and I'm done for the night. But like, come on, Jesus. <laughs> I did. Um, the the good news is about endorsing a a craft beer company. What's nice is like they're not like the big guys where they're like you're only allowed to drink our beer. So this is actually a new place that's kind of near the downtown area called Magnanimous. Oh, um, I've heard of them. I've heard of them. Great place. If you like, if you like hazy IPAs, they're making new ones all the time. They've got some really good ones. It's on uh, North Florida. Um, this is what the hell's the name of this? this is uh, Death to All But Citra Ooh. because it only has uh, Citra in it. And then, uh, just in case we went a little long, I was prepared here in the bedroom. For the <laughs> uh, this guy is. Uh, <laughs> and the melody pretty delicious ah, as well. Okay. But plenty of copper tail in the fridge too. Make sure they know. Copper tail, good. Copper tail is nice. I've been to the brewery a couple of times and they've got a great setup with food trucks and the inside and outside part. So it's a good spot. Right next to a Best Buy too. So if you need to buy a TV after you get it liquored up, that's great too. There you go. So, <laughs> well, Pat, thanks for coming on the show, man. We uh we surely appreciate it. We'll have you on again, man. Good to be thanks, with you guys. Good night. All right. So I'm drinking the Hurricane Hunter. Yeah, you are. A hurricane hunter. So I want a beer sponsor for this show. That would be fantastic for me. Jameis Winston, I like him. What kind of so kind of silly comment was that? I was about to call that What in the world? Listen, Holy tarnations. Listen, the our, our comment section is blowing up. It is Uh-oh, blowing up. What do we got? Okay. I need to know the tea after this because I feel like there's something going on that I there's, don't know about. So. so, so Kaylee with the tea with John and Tony, they're on Team JP. Remember, JP used to work for WDAE. Yes. Okay, right. So there's there's a little, little bit friction of friction there. Got you. A little friction. So. I was like reading the comments and I was just like, I wish I knew what was going on, but I don't know what's going on. So I'm just gonna. Oh boy. Well, I'll uh, I'll log back on to kind of see the comments. I know. Okay, they have to. You know, if you want to learn about that, you're gonna have to dig deep on Twitter. That's that's <laughs> what you have to do. Or 
you have to ask Tony and, and, and John. That's all you have to yeah, do yeah. in this section. I'm being called Benedict Bushman right now by Tony. Yeah, I just wow. saw that. Yeah. That's quite a so quite a you name. Know, obviously going into the playoffs. Let's 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 shake this up a bit. Let's okay. let's do it. Let's do this. Um, you know, we 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 heard about the NFC projections. Yep. About about, about the Bucks. Realistically, and I'm saying this realistically with an, a capital O. Okay. So I can't be non-realistic. Okay. No, it, could, it could be like you're in the matrix. You're taking the red pill for God's sakes. If you want. Okay. To. I love it. I'm in. We paid, we what played 15 and a half holes the day before we said, screw it. And then we just, you know, went along. That's right. That's smoke, right. Smoke cigars and drink beer. There you go. Realistically. As a non bucks fan, how far do you think they are going to go with the way they're going to be set up in the playoffs? They are one the and done. One and done. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so. I would agree. I just, you look at like, like I do agree that there's not a team that looks unbeatable. And like, I think the chiefs have been a team that have looked as close to it as possible, but still like not fully unbeatable. Like, even just being at that Saints Chiefs game, like had it been like had they figured it out one quarter earlier, I feel like the Saints would have pulled off that win just because they they did kind of figure out the the blueprint later on in the game. So I I don't know, but like no one's standing out as like the number one overall team in the entire league. But when you look at like the Packers, you, you know, like the Packers, the Saints alone, it's hard to see the Bucks beating them like it's hard I know it happened once with the Packers I can't imagine it happening again and if it even if it does I can't imagine it happening in the same fashion at all but they just look up until this point so far and above the Buccaneers in a way of like they know who they are what they do and they do it and the Packers have really like come into their own with what they have on their roster so it'd just be hard I think to see them go I think the the teams in the NFC, Kaylee, I think you're right. I think both those teams you hit on the head will be the ones that are there. But the teams in the AFC, I think that, A, the Bills. And the I've, Bills said, this, I, I've said this since the first week. I love Josh Allen. Josh Allen. No, you, know you don't because Josh Allen lost to a championship. What do you mean? I, I got second place. I got over $200. I still love the guy. I'm not going to hate him. Chip, Chip, second place is the first loser. Come on, man. That's fine. I still love Josh Allen as a football player. He's from, you know, he's in freaking Wyoming. He was raised on a cantaloupe farm. He runs over people. I mean, that's just the guts of football, dude. I love Josh Allen. But also, dude, don't sleep on the Steelers. They just went, they went in and they beat Indianapolis and they have all the talent in the world and they're starting to, they can put it together and be a dangerous team that can beat the Chiefs. If everything works, they can do it. But yeah. I got to tell you, those are the two teams to me that I'm a little bit in the AFC, I think, that are wild cards or that, like, if right now, if I'm in the NFC, I'm begging to play the Washington football team. That's the, If I have to go play somebody, yes, that's the team I want to play because Dallas is starting to find their stride. Mm-hmm. They have a bunch of veterans. They do have offensive talent. They have some playmakers on defense. So, um, you, you know – that's the team I want. Anybody else? I really don't want to mess with anybody else in the first round because I think everybody, kind of what Pat said, everybody's almost even keel. But playoffs is about momentum. So teams going up are the teams that you kind of don't you don't want to be playing those types of teams. Uh, I will say, uh, 
to Tony Pellegrino who uh, put this comment up. I I am I I love the Bills. Like, I love the Bills too. I, I love the Bills. Yeah. Like, I I said this before the 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 season. Like the Bills are going to be something special. Like they would take the the AFC crown. Like they they are a force to be reckoned with. And Josh Allen, who Chip, you and I saw at the at the combine, was something yeah. special to see. So I'm not taking away anything from the Bills. Like I think the Bills are set up to. I think the only weak spot with the Bills right now is their run game. The run game is mediocre at best, but you can put them up against Kansas City right now, and that would, to me, would be the ultimate grudge, like ultimate, like pound for pound, heavyweight versus number one contender, like fight right now for those Before two. Before Cleveland fell apart, oh yeah, I would have loved to yeah. have seen Buffalo and Cleveland, two towns that have oh, yeah. needed, wanted. Playoff football, just bring them in, please. And just, I would have loved to have seen that. Um, but now, I don't know where the Browns, they're still going to the playoffs, aren't they? Yeah, they're right now. They yeah. clinched. They're looking okay, to good. clinch that division. I think, well, I know, uh, Pittsburgh already clinched that division. The Browns, but, the Brown, the Browns clinched the playoff spot. Yeah. But so, I, I love the fact that the NFC is totally wide open. Like, it's totally, like, there's no clear cut. Well, maybe the Saints by by inches. But other than that, like, like there's no clear cut like favorite for the NFC. Maybe for the AFC, it's you can say you can say Kansas City and Buffalo. Those two teams could be like the number one, number two. I still have issues with Pittsburgh because of how they played in the past couple of weeks. But other than that, like the well, NFC, just beat Indy. They came back from a twenty-four yeah, twenty-three nothing. Like, yeah, uh, I think that's the thing too. Is like Pittsburgh, they went. 11 games not losing not having yeah. to like really yeah. make adjustments not have I mean they had like some sticky games like Dallas and, and Baltimore but like not really having to like take a look in the mirror and say like where are we lacking because they have so much on both sides of the ball and now the scary part is like if they start to figure out how to adapt and adjust and use every single weapon they have to the maximum extent it's a really scary team. And I think yeah, like coming definitely. back and beating the Colts, like that is, it is a huge testament to like what they're capable of. And had they lost that game, I would not have had any confidence in them going into the playoffs. But I mean, it's hard to know like really where they stand. Cause that was a super impressive win against yeah. a team that probably should be in the playoffs and, you know, might not be, but should be in the playoffs and is a really great team. And to have Pittsburgh come back and just be able to get that win is, is huge for them. Yeah. Huge, huge, massive Tampa. Like, I, I went, I went to that game where they were up 21, nothing. And they're like a, a blink of an eye, like the Steelers won. I'm like, what the hell just happened <laughs> in this, this game? And I picked the Colts to win and pick them. And by the way, uh, uh, chip and chip, you and I are, are like in a dead heat. By the way. No, we're not. I have a I didn't throw mine yeah, out. Yeah, you, you, and James and Kristen both uh, did not pick. I any. need a reminder. <laughs> I have a four game. I have a four game lead, which I feel pretty pretty comfortable about. I have to have a complete collapse. You should. Uh, we might. Uh, you might to make it happen. So. Oh wait. Oh, we'll actually, see. wait. Did we? Did you? Okay. Pick. Okay. So seventeen. Actually, it's a five game lead. Oh, whatever, yeah. man. Well, you know what? Congratulations, maybe on the bill. <laughs> whatever. I'll It'll crown be... you. I'll crown you the winner on Sunday. No, no, we'll we'll all pick, but we'll see. This weekend coming up, we have to make adjustments for teams that aren't going to be playing. Like Cleveland is not going to start Big Ben. They're starting Mason Rudolph. 
That so, seems like a bad idea against the Browns. I'm just going to yeah. put that out there. That doesn't seem like a good idea, but who yeah. am I? Who so, am I to say? Those are going to be important key factors of teams that are resting players versus starting players. And I think the Browns are in the seventh spot. So if they lose, I think the Colts might actually jump up. Uh, I don't know. I have to go back and look at the records. I've been trying to do that while we're talking. But this is we'll like see. the time where you have to do all this math. And like if yes. this team wins and this team loses and these two teams tie, then this team gets in. And I'm just like, it's too much for me. I need so someone to like, like just so help stu- me. Stupid scenarios like where you shouldn't have to do any kind of like math whatsoever. What it's like, why yeah. am I doing it here with my life? Also, I think, I think before we get on out, uh, you know, we are mostly a Tampa Bay sports podcast. Yes. Yeah. But since the Jets really don't know how to lose. God love them though. And get look at Kaylee. So look at the yeah. I want to discuss the swagger. Kaylee's reaction and and overall feeling that you are locked in to get the number one pick in this coming's draft. Yeah, where you could possibly draft your boy with the golden locks, Trevor Lawrence. How do you feel? I know you're, you're, you're whipping your hair right now. You're doing poses. Like, how do you feel about that? Where you're going to get Thor himself, Trevor Lawrence on your team, the Jacksonville Jaguars. I've honestly never felt better about being a Jaguars fan or supporting this organization. We did it. It was a long season, but we've, we've won in a way. Um, I, I, I like the place that our franchise is in in general. Like it's it's a weird thing to say being like one in 14, but like I do like what we've been able to do, like kind of tearing everything down as quickly as we've been able to do it. Cause I think there's something to be said about teams that try to rebuild and just do it slowly and it doesn't ever really get done. And I think we did that for a long time, like trying to retain a lot of different like people and, and personnel that maybe we should have just let go of as opposed to like, trying to rebuild from 50%. So I feel like now we're in a place where like, we're looking for a new GM. And if you look at this job, it's really attractive because we're about to get Trevor Lawrence or whoever you want at number one, if, if, you know, if something insane happens between now and the draft, but you have the number one pick, you have all the draft capital in the world that you could ask for. You've got a team that really isn't pushing the salary cap. There's a lot of teams out there that have to kind of shed guys next season. We're not really one of those teams. And then you look on, both sides of the ball. I mean, you've got James Robinson, you've got LaVisca Chanel, you've got Keelan Cole coming up, you've got DJ Chark, you've got young talent on the defensive side of the ball. So you've got a lot of these pieces already in place, just waiting to be developed. But then you have so much to work with in free agency in the draft. So it, it is like an exciting place to be because I think you would see like glimmers here and there on offense or on defense of what this team is capable of. But we just like it just isn't getting put together. So to be able to like have a fresh GM, hopefully a fresh coaching staff, fresh like players, a first round draft pick, hopefully something that can be, no, I hope not. <laughs> Absolutely <laughs> not. <laughs> um, our, our, uh, our boys from uh TV four sports uh, chumming in on the, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Sorry. If you're just listening on audio, on audio, they said urban Meyer to the drags and no, thank you. That's not, Kaylee, is there is there a chance where the Jags could just say, we don't want the number one pick. We want to trade down, get a bunch of picks for the number one, and then not draft Trevor Lawrence? I mean, could there be a possibility that they could do that? No. 
Maybe stay with stay with Minshew. I know that's your boy. I mean, yeah, I do really like Minshew. I just don't think that ownership is going to allow that to happen. Like, I think you've seen a lot of these teams that, and you like look at um, first round draft picks. I there's there's a podcast Don and Drew um, Eric Dunn that came on Beauty and the Cleats. He does podcasts. They were talking about like former like basically consensus first round draft picks and how that like tends to just work out. Like there's very few like full consensus first round draft picks that don't pan out to be like really great NFL talents. Like there are some here and there, but like, I just can't imagine that the ownership and everyone involved at the organizational level is going to allow a GM to come in and trade away that kind of opportunity um so i don't think it, it'll happen but i do like gardner Minshew, so i would like him to stay with us if anything but yeah I mean, yeah you pretty much have to you would have to see shod khan shod khan is an eccentric owner so you'd have to see yeah. something you would have to have a team that had multiple first round picks like the dolphins uh like there might be one other team, I think, that has multiple first-round picks. It, it would have to be at least four first rounds and then more into the second and third. You would have to do something in the top tier of those first, second, third rounds. But also, Kaylee, I think you're right. I think when you have the chance to take a blue-chip quarterback, 6'6", six, six, like 220, can make all the throws. <laughs> who's got, know, who's got hair? Who's got blonde who's got, hair? Yes. A golden locks for days, Chip. Don't also, the locks. It's hard to look at, like, I, there's just been like draft classes in the past where it's almost like, like I think of like Baker Mayfield, he wasn't necessarily like a consensus first pick overall, but there were also like a, a pretty deep quarterback class there. Like obviously those guys like aren't tearing up the NFL in, in quite the same way, but like this isn't really a year where you can like sit back and like hope that you get a better guy at three or four. Like there are quarterbacks out there. It's like the kid from BYU, Justin Fields. But like when you look at, Trevor Lawrence he's just so far ahead of those guys that it's kind of like I mean at that point like you might as well not take a quarterback because at the end of the day it's like what's that going to cost you as opposed to reinforcing other parts of your team he he is the most NFL ready yeah all those guys that are coming out of the draft I mean obviously that that's NFL ready is putting quote quote yeah you never know because you never know. He could obviously fall flat on his face. I mean, look at Dwayne Haskins this past week. I mean, he got released by the, the Washington football he was team. Like a 15th, he was like a 15th pick in the first and round. And he was real upset about it. Yeah. yeah or 19th, uh, somewhere uh, in that ballpark. But, you know, for you guys to have the number one pick and to, to really bet on Lawrence, it's like it's huge. I mean, this could, this could yeah. either A – propel you guys into the upper echelon for the next five, 10 years, or set you back again for another five, five or 10 years. Yeah. Usually that first contract. So if you hit, if you fail on a first round draft pick, you're literally, those contracts are usually five years. So you're, you're kicking yourself yeah. in the face. And we got some guys that are getting ready to come up for their fifth round evaluations, guys like Baker Mayfield and, and, and guys like Mitchell Trubisky, who, who knows? It takes yeah. them longer. It takes four years. It takes yeah. them going into their contract year to figure out how this game is played. And it's it's just a it's a huge jump. And I think that Kayla, kind of what you hit on it, Al Bushman, you've already said it. When you have the chance to take an impact player that's gonna run your franchise probably the next five, ten years, you don't trade. I mean, you take that. But 
we'll get a chance to see. We all know Clemson is is kind of like a pro-style offense. They have a lot of people that come out of there. Um, everybody knows that they produce great players. So we'll have to see what the uh, what the story will be. But he should be a lot. I mean, look at Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson is mm-hmm. a superstar player in the league right now. But, I mean, obviously he has a, a shit O-line that he has to play behind. But Oh, yeah. You, but you put a guy like Trevor Lawrence in a system like Jacksonville, which Jacksonville's got weapons, man. This guy could could be the next. Do you think he should cut his hair going into the NFL? Or just no, 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 no. box. Yeah, no. Don't cut it. Someone once told me I looked like Trevor Lawrence in a picture what? because my hair was so like How? Trevor Lawrence-y, and I was just like, thank you so much. But I, How? I don't think he you should have cut it. He's, he's got a pointy nose, and you have dark hair well my hair used to be lighter oh okay so i did look quite like trevor lawrence and i was like thank you so much but okay i didn't know the the destiny that would lead us back together in 2021 <laughs> but but now it's all happening <laughs> the destiny. I, I'm, I'm, I, i'm betting on the the jags to, to take him number one i i i i've always I've always had a kind of like a soft spot for the Jags because when the Mark Brunel days, like back in the day, like that's, mm-hmm. you know, MJD days, like, like Maurice Jones drew, like that, you know, the, the Jags were a good team back in the day. They give just, me Tony Baselli for time. life, dude. Give yeah. me that guy right yeah. there. Yeah. Give me that. Yeah. I've always give said a Bruner tight end. Yeah. Other than, that. other than the bucks, like the other, like Florida team for me would be the Jags. I mean, Miami. Yeah. Miami, like they haven't been good for a long time. And Clemson's only had one really great quarterback, and that's Deshaun Watson. There's no other good ones. That's true. There's been Woodrow Danzler, Taj Boyd. Those guys never, never, never panned panned out. Never panned out. So he'll be the second Clemson quarterback that I know of off the top of my head. I'm sure somebody's going to come out of the woodwork on chat and be like, there's a guy in 1970. Someone with a lot of time on their hands to Google. I don't know that. that, Only one good quarterback out of Clemson, I think, personally. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm excited. Um, someone brought up a great point to me yesterday, or maybe this morning, that our like colors and our logo and everything about our team is like too good to be this bad at football. And I fully agree because they brought up like the old starter jackets and how ours was like always the best one, but we just sucked. And I'm like, yeah, that's that is the thing. It is true. Like our uniforms are great, everything's great. Our team is just trash, like consistently <laughs> trash. Like when Pat was like, no team is playing consistent. I'm like, no, we're playing consistent. It's just consistently bad. bad <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. You, have a, you have a great stadium with a pool in it. Like you guys should be like, <laughs> like you guys should be good. Like there should be like crazy pool parties at that stadium with that pool. Like that's, that's yeah, a good, you know, yeah, okay. it should be. But Marcus before we Trump. before we get out of here, any New Year's plans or anything you guys want to say? Because next time we talk on this podcast, it'll Indeed. be 2021. Holy biscuits. I know. Just everybody be careful. 2020 is still here on New Year's. Let's all be be cognizant. The year is not done. It's gonna try to beat you in the face, kick you again. Everybody just be be awake and everybody be safe. Evan, stuff's falling down from your house. I mean, I don't know <laughs> if you're gonna be okay. It's uh, my, my panoramic picture of the Rays opening day from 1998 just fell jumped off the wall. Just jumped off the wall. So that's yeah. scary. it's not a yeah, good one. That's, that's an omen. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Yeah. No, just everybody be safe and have a great time. And uh, by that time we'll figure out, you know, the bucks will be uh, hopefully we'll have alignments and we'll have stuff going on and we'll know the, uh, the trajectory and what happens. 
I would say everybody have a great, safe new year. Uh, uh, remember, don't drink and drive. Use your Ubers and your Lyfts. And, uh, you know, let's it's football, uh, you know, last week of the weekend. And then we got, we're going to the playoffs. So let's uh, have some fun. And uh, hashtag baby Bush in 2021. Oh, oh God. God. So cute. Or t- I don't even know to take your man card or slap you. Or I don't know what that was. <laughs> I don't it's it's exciting. I'm excited for you. But yeah. thank you to everyone tuning in and commenting. Comments have been very active, as we mentioned. Um, but follow us on Twitter at PlayTheBayTB, on Facebook at PlayTheBay2020, YouTube at PlayTheBay, Apple, Spotify, all that. We will catch <laughs> you guys in 2021. Actually, should we be back on Thursday? I don't know what's I mean, going on. What's going on? I don't on? know what's going on. That's New Year's Eve night, dude. We can the show on New Year's. We could preview the Bucks game. Oh, wait, that's New Year's Eve. Yeah. yeah. No. no, yeah, no. I know how you two are. You guys would be. Yeah. No, be gone. I'll be asleep. Oh, yeah. Being annoyed that, um, being very annoyed that there's fireworks past my bedtime is what okay. I'm going to be doing. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we're out. See there. you guys next year. Roger that. Bye. Thanks for listening to Play the Bay. We'll be back again with another episode on the Believe Podcasting Network. If interested in advertising, please contact Believe.com. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.